thanks for listening to the weirdest stories from around the world on Weird AF News with your host, Comedian Jonesy. A Texas woman was living with her dead mother for three years. And storm tourists are dropping thousands of dollars in order to chase tornadoes. And a man drove 100 kilometers to steal women's undies. (laughs) These are the weird stories for Tuesday. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I hope you enjoyed these weird stories that we have chosen for you today. Yes, 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 personally. Uh, Okay, let's do it. (laughs) All right. A Texas woman was living with her dead mother for three years. A 47-year-old Texas woman has been arrested after authorities discovered she and her daughter had been living in a house with her mother's corpse. Yuck. After finding skeletal remains in the residence, investigators believed Delissa Navon Creighton's 71-year-old mother fell in 2016. She hit her head and died a few days later while lying on the floor. According to the police, the original fall was non-life-threatening, but this Creighton, who is her daughter, did not provide adequate assistance to her mother. How did the police know that the fall was non-life-threatening? Uh, I guess the op- I mean, you can't do an autopsy on a skeleton. They can tell by the skeletal remains whether or not this fall was like not life-threatening and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, you know I don't know. Old people fall and die all the time. I mean, it's just a thing. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not defending this woman at all. I'm just saying, how did the police know? I want to know. Bananas, though. To keep the corpse so long, it turns into a skeleton. Skeleton? A skeleton. The stink alone, the smell. How do, you, how do you stay with a dead body in your house long enough for it to become a skeleton? The smell. I mean, you got to be... From 2016 until July... 7th, 2019, approximately three years, Delissa Creighton resided in the residence with her daughter, who was at the time under the age of 15. The remains were located in one room of the home while Creighton and her daughter lived in the second bedroom, police said. Investigators said they're waiting final confirmation to identify the remains. Identify the remains? You haven't even identified the remains, yet you know these facts about the death and how the fall was non-life-threatening. I'm, this is weird. I'm not, I don't, I'm not buying what they're cooking here. Creighton was arrested for injury to a child under the age of 15 through recklessly, by omission, causing a child's serious mental deficiency, impairment, or injury. Yeah, yeah, you can't have a kid around a, a, your dead grandma. I mean, obviously. That is a second-degree felony, punishable by by two to 20 years in prison, etc. The police department in uh, Guadalupe wants you to know this is an ongoing and an active investigation. Okay, cool. Uh, We're happy that you are investigating. Uh, You probably got to take this child from her mother. How old is she now? I'm wondering. She's probably over 18 now. But, I mean, what what a traumatic childhood experience to be living with your dead grandmother, like, in the next room. Hey, do you think Granny wants to read me a story? No, no. Granny isn't feeling up for it again today. Must we keep her locked in there? (laughs) Yes, we must. I don't hear her anymore. No, no, Granny's been sleeping. She's going to be sleeping for a while now. Granny smells like she pooped her pants. Well, now, you know what? You're just going to have to ignore that smell. Unbelievable to put a child through that. For sure, this woman's... A crazy person. How do you not get your mother help? You get, you keep your mom in the... I mean, 
it leads me to believe that there's some foul play going on. I mean, I don't know, right? I mean, the only reason why you're not going to call for help for your your mom who's dying and or dead is that you were probably involved in what made her fall and, you know, possibly killing her. But, you know, also there's a, there's the thing, like, do you think, how long do you think you can go with a corpse in your home in the world? Like, how long do you think this is going to go? You think the mailman doesn't suspect something? <laughs> Amazon's going to be delivering, honey. You can't keep Amazon out of your house. You just can't. They're going to be there eventually. Amazon is coming into our worlds. We can't stop them. Someone's going to call, come by, looking for your mom. I mean, you can only go so far keeping a, you know, a dead person in your house. You know, back in the day when we all lived away from... When the world wasn't overcrowded as it is now, you know, maybe... You could have lived in the middle of nowhere and no one comes by. But now, you know, the IRS comes around. I mean, census bureaus. People come. People come. You can't hide anymore. You know, Girl Scouts knocking on your door. Want to know if you want some cookies? <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses. How you keep the Jehovah's Witnesses off your doorstep? You can't live anywhere and not have the Jehovah's Witness show up eventually. People are going to smell something. Something's going to be fishy. You're going to get caught. This lady's a crazy person for even attempting this. Poor daughter, though. This is a very morbid story. Let's see if we can pick it up on the next one. (laughs) Okay. Storm tourists are dropping thousands of dollars just to chase tornadoes. The article begins by saying most people would run for their lives at the sight of a ruthless hail or a giant twister coming across the plains. But others pay thousands of dollars to charge towards the imminent threat for a front row seat of Mother Nature on her worst behavior. That's right. Storm tourism. Never heard of this. My mind is blown. Every year, groups of tourists travel to central U.S. states like Oklahoma, Texas, and Nebraska for their summer vacation. But these people aren't looking for sunshine or sightseeing. They're going to chase storms. (laughs) What was once an activity reserved for scientists and adrenaline junkies, storm chasing has become an increasingly popular pastime for people from all over the world, apparently. Storm chasing involves going to high-risk areas where the combination of season and location mean there is a higher chance of severe weather occurring. Then storm chasers analyze weather reports and maps to locate an incoming storm before driving what is often hundreds of miles towards the storm in an attempt to witness a tornado in action. The people who go on these tours vary from intrigued first-time chasers looking for something a bit different to self-professed storm-chasing addicts like Nicholas Lee. Here's a quote from Lee, the the storm-chasing addict. It's not most people's idea of a relaxing holiday. In fact, I come back at the end of the three weeks and I think to myself, I need a holiday because it isn't relaxing. It is quite exhausting. But it's very rewarding when you see what's on What's on the offer out there? When you see what's on the offer out there, it's rewarding. <laughs> Yet, like the weather, like we've all seen our whole lives. <laughs> so, so rewarding. <laughs> what are you, 12? Oh, my goodness. Lee is a weather forecaster from the UK. Oh, so my accent was way off. Lee went on his first storm chasing tour in 2015 and now saves up his vacation days and his money to go storm chasing for three weeks every summer in Tornado Alley. 
an area in the center of the U.S. that includes Oklahoma and Texas, well known for producing massive storms. Massive, that's a U.K. word. I know people go on holiday to get a tan, do a bit of sunbathing, sit around the pool, but I can't be doing that. I'd much rather see interesting weather. (laughs) Interesting weather. You're a forecaster from the UK. You see interesting weather all the time on your screen. What are you talking about? It's always storming in the UK. It like rains every day. Maybe they don't maybe they don't have like the the tornadoes that I guess we have over here. But I mean here's what I can't believe about the whole thing. I went to the websites of these storm chasing adventure tours. I can't believe what people are paying to go get near a tornado. You're you're like risking your life and you're paying thousands of dollars to do it. This one site I go to here, Silver Lining Tours, every tornado tour is sold out there's one two three four five six seven eight nine there's over 10 of them the cost range from thirty nine hundred dollars to twenty five hundred dollars the cheapest is twenty five hundred dollars oh no i'm sorry there's one that's fifteen hundred it's just for a couple of days people are paying in the three thousands of dollars to go chase tornadoes this is outrageous i went to another website same deal twenty five hundred per tour This website says, Storm Chasing Adventure Tours is all about consistency. Nobody finds more tornadoes and severe storms than we do. (laughs) No one finds them. Yeah, like they're like hidden under a rock. (laughs) Like, if I could only find the tornadoes. They're just so hard to find. They say, "We we are consistently the first on the scene as the storms formulate. We back up our statements. View our photos and videos to see why we are the world's most respective storm-chasing companies. (laughs) There are only a few good storm-chasing groups out there that even know what they're doing. The others simply don't have the experience to get their guests close enough or in the right position to experience tornadoes and severe thunderstorms. Oh, (laughs) what's the the trick? Drive toward the darkness? Is that your your trick? (laughs) I think we all know how to do that. It's unbelievable how they just say a typical chase day. Well, each morning we analyze the upper air and the surface data, the forecast models, the satellite imagery, and other types of weather data that you don't know about. Only we get on on our special devices. With all this information, we forecast the best severe weather target area for the day. We we will depart between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. They also act like, you know, like this stuff is happening on a schedule. (laughs) Like, huh? Like you could possibly, it's possible you could pay for two weeks of, you know, looking for tornadoes and then they just don't have them that week or two. Like what if the shit's happening at nighttime? I mean, what do you, you know, do they make changes last minute here? Okay, we're not going to go in the, I mean, I don't know how this works, but this sounds like ridiculous to me that you would pay somebody to do this. You're going to pay to like nearly die. That's what's really happening here. What are the stats, I wonder, of how many people die each year chasing tornadoes? There's probably a stat, and it's probably hair-raising, is my imagination. Because this is a dangerous activity. I'll give you four grand for this. Hey, maybe I'm missing the point here. Maybe, you know, maybe out in the Midwest. I don't, I haven't spent a lot of time out there. You know, this could be a thrill. I mean, people are bored, I suppose. I mean... Teenagers that can't afford an Xbox—is this what you—is this what you're doing? Getting high and chasing 
tornadoes. Well, tell me about this, those of you who live in the Midwest. Am I off base here by saying this is ridiculous, or am I, you know, am I onto something here? Call Weird AF News, Welia, 646-450-2012. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go, I have to go chase the clouds, but I'll be back. A man drove 100 kilometers to steal women's underwear. A North Otago man traveled 100 kilometers to steal eight pairs of women's undies. Why? Where is Otago? I looked it up. It's in New Zealand. Stephen Graham Gardner admitted a charge of burglary before he appeared in court. He claimed his trip from Mahano to Dunedin on April 6th was not undertaken with the crime in mind. Stealing of eight pairs of underwear. The lawyer, Stevenson, said his client made the lengthy trip simply to use the spa at a pool, and the plan struck him while having a dip. Oh, he's saying he didn't drive there specifically to steal the undies, but that the, the idea to steal the undies came to him while he was swimming in the pool. Therefore, it was not he wasn't intending to do it. So what? So what? He should get off the hook for stealing undies because he thought about it in the pool instead of going to the destination 100 kilometers away? This is this article that got a CSI thing about this underwear thing too. Look, listen to this. At 9 p.m., the 65-year-old man parked his car on Logan Street, and he walked to Cargill Street, equipped with torches, disposable gloves, and a jemmy bar, J A J E M M Y bar, which must be like another word for a crowbar. I'm guessing. Mr. Stevenson told the court the defendant had the items in his vehicle coincidentally because he liked doing mechanical work on cars. Oh, really? Says the judge. <laughs> and say I. with these lawyers? They just like, really drink the Kool-Aid over there. Gardner claimed he targeted a flat at random. That means an apartment at random. But that too did not wash with the judge. Here's a quote. The indications are he had thoroughly cased this apartment, knew the girls would be away, and knew that they'd have underwear. <laughs> Gardner got into the house through an open window. This crazy man... Once inside, rummaged around and managed to sna- snaffle. That's a, I mean, that must be a New Zealand word for stealing. Snaffle. He snaffled eight pairs of underwear before he heard the residents returning. As the two women prepared to open their front door, the defendant burst through the door, pushing one of the victims aside, dashing into the night and dropping some of the stolen briefs and the burglary tools in the process. Oh, he dropped some of the endies. Rather than heading back home, this genius went to a nearby bar. When he later returned to the scene of the crime to gather the items he dropped, <laughs> my goodness, he goes back to get, <laughs> he goes back to get his Jimmy Bar, or whatever the hell you call it. When he went back to gather the items he dropped, a police dog sniffed him out, and he admitted to the break-in. One of the victims said she found the experience very creepy, but was trying to move on with her life. <laughs> well, sure, yeah. You, you must, you know, but it's, it's difficult when a crazy person drives 100 kilometers to break into your apartment to steal your undies. Very difficult to move along. The judge said she finds it difficult to trust people. She's scared in her own home. She's scared for the, the welfare of her, of her undies, even when they're on her person. Mr. Stevenson said a psychologist report revealed the deep-rooted issues behind Gardner's unusual behavior. The man had witnessed abuse at an early age, which had, which had manifested in intimacy issues. The underwear theft was his attempt to forge an attachment with the opposite sex. 
This is what his lawyer says. I mean, they're always they're, they're just paid to shift the responsibility off the individual. This is always the case. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know, sure, we all have issues, okay? But you get in your car and you drive 100 kilometers to steal some women's underwear, break into their house. I mean, you're not off the hook. I don't care whatever your childhood issue is. I don't even care if you're a crazy person. You're not. You're still not off the hook for doing that. People like this need to be, you know, need to pay pay a fee, pay a penalty of some sort. I'm not even saying like a monetary fee, although, you know, that should be included. They should be put somewhere for a little while and, you know, given help. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, sure. I mean, am I crazy or no? I mean, it's always like, oh, they got a, they got a, they have a problem in their childhood and that, you know, so it's not their fault. You know, people get off all the time on a plea of insanity. This whole thing gets me, it gets my, what is that saying? Get, gets my goat. Is that even a thing? What is, where did that come from? Gets my goat. I mean, that must've came from a time when we all owned goats, but I don't own a goat. It still gets my goat. This insanity case. Oh, so they're off the hook because they're insane. Listen, I'm, I'm insane half the time. I don't go around slashing people and stealing their undies. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Get it together. I feel bad for the ladies. I mean, how do you... What, are you going to put a lock on your undie box now from here on out? I mean, that's... Well, at least, you know, you have a good story. Hey, remember that time that guy drove hundreds of miles to steal our underwear? That's how amazing our underwear smells that people would come this far. It's kind of a compliment on your underwear and your overall, you know, personal hygiene, I'd say. <laughs> How hot do you have to be for someone to drive 100 kilometers to steal your underwear? They're not even coming to touch you. They're coming to take your underwear. You're that, you're that amazing, apparently. <laughs> hey, careful, about, careful with the underwear pics on Instagram, guys, because you don't know what that could lead to. Some crazy man is out there with a crowbar and a flamethrower, and he's like, you know, he's looking to find you. So just be careful. That's that's the message today from Jonesy and Weird AF News. <laughs> hey, weirdos. Thanks for listening to Weird AF News. Thanks for being a loyal supporter of Weird AF News. If you've ever given me a rating or wrote a review about my podcast, I am eternally grateful. I'm also eternally grateful for those of you who have reached out to me via many of the social medias, just to say what's up, introduce yourself. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Rykol, R-Y-C-O-L-L on Twitter, who sent me a note. I've binged listened to you for a little while now, and I'm not sure if I'm dumber or smarter for it. I'm entertained AF. I'm entertained AF, so that's something. Left a good review for you as well. Well, thank you, Rykol. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you've binge listened to Weird AF News, you are definitely dumber. <laughs> uh, I had some people reach out on Instagram, so shout-outs to the following people. Nikita Skrinikov, Josh Newmeyer, Amber Rose Barnett, Jeff Cummings, Cassandra Inglesby, David Perry, Nancy Saez, S-A-I-Z, did I say that correctly? I'm dumb. Rod Black and James Copert. So those were some very sweet listeners, all of you. I appreciate you reaching out. My Instagram's at Funny Jones. My Twitter is also at Funny Jones. If you want to drop me a note, feel free. Send me an article. That's pretty cool, too. Send me some links. 
It's great. I'm always down to receive more weird stories, for sure. Especially from Florida, as you know. That stuff gives me a boner. No, it doesn't, but it makes me excited. <laughs> Imagine I did get a boner of weird Florida stories. That would be bizarre. Someone would have to commit me, for sure. But hey, it's good that I do get excited over Florida stories on any level because it's kind of my job. Because when Fridays roll around, you know you want some Florida degenerates in your news feed. Right? Am I right? Yeah, I think I'm right. If you want to reach out to me on the phone, it's 646-450-2012. On, on the email, it's funnyjones at gmail.com. Please check out my Patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash weirdafnews. And uh, which is a place that you can support Weird AF News and receive bonus materials, such as the article I posted yesterday that I wrote about a very weird site in the U.S. that I'm, I plan on visiting in September. Uh, and then today I'm going over Dave Neal's apartment, comedian Dave Neal, to record the second bonus episode of the month. And I'll be uploading that no later than tomorrow. So you get extra stuff on the Patreon, and some of it's really cool. Some of it's really dumb, but all of it is really weird. (laughs) You can be sure. (laughs) Thanks, guys, for listening. See you tomorrow.